It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to Pandemonium with Mike Lindsley on the Buffalo Bills, exclusively on the Built to Buffalo Podcast Network. What's up, Bills Mafia? Mike Lindsley back with you. It is indeed Patriots Week, and the Thursday night game, man, they come up fast, don't they? It's it's technically a, I guess, regular week, right? But yet it's short week on the normal calendar because it is playing, you know, the game's played on Thursday, um, even though the Bills have had a full week to rest, and, and boy, do they need it. Uh, and as I record this, you know, look, there's been a lot of movement in practice. I mean, Greg Rousseau's gotten some reps. Tremaine Edmonds has gotten some reps. Uh, I'm recording this, uh, you know, just hearing the news uh, of all that. John Brown is now back. I'll get to that a little bit later. But let's waste no time on, here on the Pandemonium podcast, uh, on the Built-in Buffalo podcast network. Make sure you follow, subscribe, download, rate, review all of our channels, social media, builtinbuffalonews.com is your source for Bill's content seven days a week. Let's waste no time. I'm your host, Mike Lindsley. Let's bring him in. Chuck Pollock, beat man and insider for the Olean Times Herald. He's been covering the Buffalo Bills. For, oh, I don't know, five or six decades. Uh, one of the best in the business. Let's hear from Chuck Pollock right now. Chuck, thank you, buddy. How are you? Hey, Michael. It's uh, kind of my favorite time of the year. Bonnies are playing, Bills are playing, a lot of stuff to write about. Yeah, no doubt. It is uh, exciting for sure. The Bonnies playing well with that win over Notre Dame. And the Bills are kind of in an interesting spot right now. I mean, where do you, how do you feel about this team, right? Because we've seen 6-1. and one. We've seen losses to the Jets and Vikings. We've seen them barely get by Cleveland, barely get by the Lions, the crazy travel schedule, the crazy schedule overall, injuries galore. Uh, there, there's a lot of good. There's a little bit of bad. There's some stuff in between. Josh Allen's the ultimate roller coaster. Where do you land on the Bills right now as they head into this game against New England? Well, uh, I'd say, Mike, I'm not sure they even win the division. They're in a really murky spot. They're 0-2, as you know. They're already behind the Dolphins, even though the records are the same because of that that really punitive loss to the Dolphins down there. That really is coming back to bite them. And now they, you know, it's not the league's fault, although we tend to blame the NFL for everything, and, and, and most of it is deserved. But in this case, they didn't plan the Bills to play three straight road games in a span of 12 days. That that hurts, but clearly the snow in Orchard Park moved the game to Detroit, but it's a grueling, grueling stretch, which ends Thursday night in, uh, in, in Foxborough. But the Patriots, just when you kind of want to write them off, you all of a sudden realize, geez, they're, they're, they're kind of right there. So... The Bills, the Bills are favored by, right now, the last thing I checked today, they were favored by five and a half, which I think is about right, but there are no guarantees. Now, as you know, and you already alluded to this guy, um, Josh Allen, in my mind, is not even close to 100%. I would say maybe 75 And a guy who knows quarterbacking said to me the other day, you know, he really is still effective when he can throw over the top, but when he drops down sidearm, it puts a different stress on his elbow and where he's less accurate. And just when you're thinking, my, they're going to lose this game to Detroit, what ends up happening? He throws a, a missile 36 yards to Stefan Diggs to help set up the winning field goal. So he has those throws in him. 
but he doesn't make them all the time. And I think in some ways he's very wary of the fact that he's thrown so many red zone interceptions. And the one on Sunday, or I'm sorry, on Thursday, was uh, really kind of not his fault. It was a tip ball. But he really, he's one of those guys who's so super confident, he thinks he can thread a ball anywhere, and that's kind of bitten him. As you know, there's that one stretch where they went three straight second halves, did not score a touchdown, and he threw four picks in the red zone in that span. So I I just don't feel like he's he's quite where he needs to be. But the other things are factors, including... Von Miller's absence, our understanding is that Mitch Morris, the center, will be back. But this isn't a good – you don't have a really good vibe when your quarterback is kind of struggling coming over an injury. And this team has had a lot of injuries, especially on defense. So one thing I have been encouraged by and impressed by is while Josh Allen has gone through some of these struggles – the Bills have won the close games, and we how many times have we heard that narrative about they can either blow people out or not, you know, Colin Coward, people like that alluding to, well, they're Mike Tyson. They either punch you out right away or or, or they can't win a close, a close bout, a close match. Um, so they've won those close games, and part of that has been the ground game, Chuck. I mean, they, they've been able to run the football to kind of, I mean, look, you want Josh Allen, you're, 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 you want him to be vintage Josh Allen, and he has been in some of those spots in the fourth quarter uh, to make up for the mistakes that you alluded to. But the ground game is still an important thing, especially as we move into December and January. Have you been as impressed as me with the ground game, the fact that, hey, if Allen struggles, they can kind of go to that, and and that's a nice little security blanket? Well, it would be, Mike, but I guess I don't agree with you because so much of the ground success is Josh's legs. You know, still, the, the reality is, in eight of 11 games, he's been the leading rusher. And I've got to say, um, he's a fearless guy. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. But he's also fearless. And fearless can sometimes translate to dangerous risk. And so he he's done so much there. I mean, really, after the completion to Stefan Diggs, he does two runs that puts him in range for Tyler Bass to kick the winner. I, I, I'm vexed by Devin Singletary because you're absolutely right. He has times where he's looked tough. And what I've really liked about him, because I'm not totally down in the running game, he is very good at protecting the ball. He, If you remember early in the season, uh, he had a fumble or two, and that's a that's a good way to get on the bad side of a coach. But he's been good about that, and he's, he's turned out to be a more dependable receiver than we might have thought at the beginning of the season. The other encouraging thing, to your point, though, is that James Cook is finally progressing. There was a time I thought, man, this guy could be a wasted second-round draft choice if he's not going to contribute. And that's the one spot, running back where a player can get plugged in pretty much right away and succeed in the NFL. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh. But he's certainly come around. What what I do see is improvement in the running game. But to me, as far as I'm concerned, Mike, I, I, I just don't think they're there until they don't have to rely on Josh's legs to really give it some juice. 
Fair point. Chuck Pollock with us, only in Times Herald here on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, Pandemonium Podcast. I'm Mike Lindsley. Um, you know, the defense, it's just, I mean, the whole roster has been ravaged, obviously, by injury. Uh, but the defense, really, especially just recently, Von Miller had a scare on Thanksgiving. He posted on his Instagram two weeks. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see there. But if you had to guess, how much time do you think he'll miss? I think I think two weeks at a minimum. This is another guy who's a really high-motor guy. And to the Bills' credit, you know, you can say they spend so much money on him, he better be in there virtually every snap. Well, he's not. They really rest him. They spot him. He's the guy they want in at the end when they need a pass rush. And he's done exactly his job. He leads the team in sacks. And, uh, but a knee is a knee. And mm-hmm. it's not an ACL, which is good. It's a lateral meniscus. And I'm told that that's less troublesome than clearly an ACL, as we've seen with Travis White. But uh, he's already out this week. I, I think there's a real question that Sean McDermott is asking himself is, should we think about keeping him out of the lineup the following Sunday against the Jets and make sure he's healthy to play against the Dolphins, which in my mind would be a good risk to take because that team has become really worrisome. We all of a sudden don't look at the Dolphins the same way we did when the season began. You could argue that Tua is the leading candidate for MVP, and that was supposed to be Josh's role, but Tua has been playing so magnificently, and he's got guys who can go get it. So I wonder if maybe maybe two weeks would be about about right if, if he can kind of speed heal because Vaughn is important. And needless to say, Marv Levy used to say that, you know, leadership in the locker room, don't even talk to me about that. And his reference was to the fact that, hey, if you're going to be a leader, you know what's going to lead the players? It's going to be how you do on the field. Then they're going to listen to you in the locker room. And clearly, already Vaughn has established that 11 games into the season. So um, I think it'd be nice to have him ready for the Dolphins, even if it means him skipping the Jets. And, you know, who's to say? Maybe Mike White was an aberration yesterday, but, boy, he sure looked super. Yeah, he did, no doubt. A.J. Epinesa, Greg Russo practiced uh today as we record this i'm encouraged that they're going to play on thursday are you i would think so i i think there's a sense of there's a sense of desperation because you know you you have russo out epinesa out and then Vaughn goes out and you're playing on thanksgiving day with your last three of six defensive ends and it didn't come back and bite them but it took up dramatic finish for him to pull that game out. But certainly getting Rousseau on the field, he's not he's not contributed a zillion sacks, but he's got five and he's been he's been good at pressuring. So what's really impressed me, and I know you kind of alluded to this already, Mike, but the tackles have really helped out with being undermanned at end. I, I, for the first two years, I was convinced that Ed Oliver was a bust. I agree. And then last year, he started to come on. And on Thanksgiving, he was a one-man wrecking crew. I was really impressed. In fact, when I summarized the game, I, I said, hey, an apology for me. This guy, 
is who they thought he was. It just took him a while to evolve, but he played a super, super game. Daquan Jones was a very smart free agent signing because he's played well. So they've gotten some help on the line. And, and as you know, one thing they do uh, probably as effectively as any team in the league they rotate their defensive line and keep those guys pretty fresh. So they serve those guys well. Okay. How the AFC playoff picture, and, and you kind of hit quite a bit of it uh, a couple minutes ago. You know, Miami's up there. Kansas City's the top team. I think they're actually probably the best team in the NFL. I, I might go Chiefs, Eagles, um, you know, and then maybe maybe even Dolphins and uh, I, maybe the Bills are in the top five, maybe they're not. But this playoff picture, if we go to the end of the year and the Bills don't secure the number one seed and win the division and have everything go through Orchard Park and get the bye, what, what loss do you think is going to be the, the, the biggest one, the, the most costly one? Because last year we asked kind of that same question when they lost to Jacksonville and they lost you know that ugly game at uh, home to New England. Uh, they lost at the one-yard line to Tennessee. What what loss this year could come back and bite them the most in terms of that overall playoff picture? Miami. Miami. Yeah. No, okay. no question in my mind, Mike, because that is why they're not first in the division now. Now, I realize they get a second shot, but they're also going to be seeing an even better team than they saw in Miami. And that's a, that's a game they let get away, admittedly. But they stole one back from Baltimore the next week. So I, I kind of see it as evening out. But record-wise in the division, it that is substantial because the whole idea was you wanted to have home games throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Well, if, if the standings stay where they're tied, the, the Bills and Dolphins, the Bills aren't going to have even one home game. Right. So, well, I mean, unless you had some bizarre circumstance once the playoffs started. But that would still mean you have to win on the road and, and there's some other fascinations involved. So to me, by far, that is the most punitive loss because that's the reason right now they're in second place in the division. Last one for you. John Brown is back. Uh, you know, the Bills... They've really struggled, I think, up until Thanksgiving with the slot position. Uh, McKenzie had a nice game finally, but he struggled up until that point. You know, Crowder's out for the year. Uh, Khalil Shakir just hasn't been ready. Um, maybe John Brown comes in and he's a little bit of both. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Found out of the boundary, maybe he's a little bit of the slot. What do you make of Brown coming back to the Bills? I thought it was a good a good move on their part because uh, 
he's a guy who knows the offense. And, you know, they've had pretty good luck, Mike, with guys coming back. You know, you had Phillips come back. And Lawson. you have A.J. Klein, Klein come back, yep. which tells you that they had, well, obviously they want to be playing for somebody, but still, it tells you they had a good experience there and they understood the machinations of contracts and the whole business. So I think that kind of helps. I, I, I kind of have a, I kind of have a love-hate affair with the Bills number two. I, I don't know what to make of Davis at times. Yeah. Gabe looks all world at times, and at other times he's just another guy. And I can't I can't figure it out. What we do know about John Brown is he'll stretch the field for you. And that's even even Stefan Diggs. You know, Stefan has good speed, but he doesn't have high end speed like a like a John Brown type guy does. And so I think that kind of enhances what they could do in the they're not gonna they're not gonna bench Gabe or anything but if you can teach John to play in the slot that would be interesting I I I also have a love-hate affair with with McKenzie I there are just times he looks absolutely fantastic and on the run he's pretty good but it's he it, it kind of strikes me as a guy who's a self-promoter, and so every time he gets on his hands on the ball, he wants to kind of make a name for himself, and that hasn't always worked out for the best, as you pointed out, especially earlier in the year, where if you looked at the message boards, people would say, this, no, this guy's got to go, but you know, clearly they do care about him, they like him, and, and uh, Dayball in particular last year really tried to find ways to involve him in the offense, so uh they're 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 kind of sticking with him, but I think a guy like John Brown would give a different perspective. Of course, you know the one thing he does, he's giving you a deep threat. The question is, is Josh's arm up to that on a persistent basis, basis rather than the occasional long ball? That will be interesting to see. Buffalo Bills beat man and insider for the Olean Times Herald, my good pal Chuck Pollock. Chuck, it was great seeing you a couple months ago at the stadium for Monday Night Football. Uh, for that Tennessee game, uh, always enjoy our visits. We got a chance to see each other actually back-to-back months because I saw you in Niagara Falls celebrating my dear friend Bill Hoppy's wedding. So uh, really has been uh, terrific to catch up with you on the show, but of course in person, face-to-face as well, which is what I like the most. So thanks uh, for all that. Thanks for the friendship. Thanks for coming on, and uh, let's see what the Bills do the rest of the way, man. Thank you. Be well, my friend. Take care. All right, two quick things to end the podcast, okay? Uh, The first of which is... John Brown. And I brought up that John Brown is back to the Bills with Chuck because I wanted to piggyback off of what he said and also kind of, you know, give my my two cents here. I, I'm in agreement with him that he's, you know, that it's a good thing that he's back. Um for for a couple reasons. One, Chuck alluded to it, like they have success with the boomerang guys coming back, right? Like AJ Klein, slow start against the Lions, but then made some unbelievable plays, great tackles, uh stuffing on on third down, uh pun intended. Um, you know, Several Lions were 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 stopped uh, in their tracks by Klein. Uh, he got better as the game went on, um, you know, and they had just picked him up off the freaking street just a couple days before, right? So uh, Klein showing immediate success, right? Um, and I know he look, he knows the system, he knows Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, blah blah blah. 
But this exact group of guys, again, it's it's a new overall total one-by-one one group of guys, right? I mean, yeah, sure, he's played with multiple players on that defense, but he hasn't played with Kyrie Elam. He hasn't played with a, you know, Christian Benford. I mean, it's a puzzle, man. It's a whole big puzzle, right? And so, um, you know, it was encouraging to see him improve as the game went on. Uh, Jordan Phillips has been outstanding this year. Shaq Lawson has really come on. Um, so the Bills have success with the boomerang situation. So that's number one. Gives you confidence there. Smoke Brown also, I think the Bills, maybe when he was in a Buffalo uniform before, um, you know, he, he had some some real moments downfield where you're like, wow, like this guy is the burner. Uh, he's going to completely and utterly change everything and anything, um, you know, with, within, with this offense. And... You know, I, things just kind of fell apart. The injury thing didn't help. Uh, he did have that one, uh, you know, 1,000-yard season in 2019. I mean, he was great uh, with six touchdowns. Um, you know, but then really uh, fell off, you know, got hurt, nine games played, uh, and, and that was it. I mean, it was a, it was a two-year deal, uh, two, two years in Buffalo type of deal for him. The Bills move on, and, and that was that, right? And then, of course, he goes to Denver doesn't really work out, plays two games, plays two games in Jacksonville, and and hasn't suited up since. So um, I, I like the move because I think, again, a lot of times it's about where you're playing and and the atmosphere around you and the coaching and your teammates and the talent. Um, maybe he is kind of a plug-and-play guy here, right? And while he was a big-time boundary, like go way down the field and let's just play backyard football before – I think maybe he's going to have a little bit of a different role because of the slot position being such a weakness for the Bills, which I thought this year was going to be a strength, and I thought it was going to be deep because I thought Khalil Shakir was going to give him something as a rookie. I thought Jamison Crowder had the potential to dominate, and old friend Isaiah McKenzie was back. And I thought that that position was going to be not a worry, and it's turned into a little bit of a worry. Um, you know, McKenzie, again, with that great game on Thanksgiving, but... Um, you know, they need to incorporate him more into the jet sweeps and some of the tricky bill stuff from the Brian Dable offense, I think. I mean, I think when Isaiah McKenzie is uh, in there and he's active and he's getting those jet sweeps, um, you know, again, he's got to hang on to the football with, with the throws from Josh Allen, but nobody's gotten more of those throws from Josh Allen than McKenzie, and the jet sweeps and his speed really do make a big difference. So uh, that's a great thing, but I think John Brown can be used in that role uh, you know, the slot position type of a thing. Um, maybe to take some pressure off of Diggs, take some pressure off of uh, Davis if he comes out strong. Maybe even John Brown sets the tone over the middle and then it opens up things for the other guys. So um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they utilize John Brown. Um, we have a game. We have a game, right? Tomorrow night, it is Buffalo at New England. Um, this game... I don't know if I want to say I'm nervous or worried about it, but I am slightly concerned because I could see the Bills go in and win, and you know, they could win close, they could win handily. I could also see them going in and losing this football game. And if they were to lose this football game, I think some things would be absolutely in danger, right? I mean, the number one seed by that point could be completely out of the picture. The division could be completely out of the picture, okay? I realize that Miami, you know, they still have, you know, some tough games remaining, including this week against the 49ers, which in a perfect world, 
What the Bills need to happen this week is they need to beat New England, somehow, someway get through the damn game. Then you bring in some AFC East rivals in, into your home stadium, right? Into your backyard. You sleep in your bed every night. One o'clock starts on Sunday, right? Our, my favorite time to watch the Bills is one o'clock on Sunday. Dolphins are at the 49ers this weekend, and the Chiefs have got to go to an all of a sudden, a suddenly hot Bengals team that is seven and four that just went in and beat Tennessee in a backyard fist fight. So if the Bills can somehow get a couple of breaks here, let's say that you know the Niners win and the Bengals win and the Bills win, the Bills are now nine and three, and they are they're firmly back into the number one seed because they would have the uh, tiebreaker. Uh, they would have the tiebreaker over obviously Miami, and the Dolphins would fall to eight. Uh, excuse me, over the Chiefs, over the Chiefs. The Chiefs would fall to nine and three. The Bills would also be nine and three, but they would have the tiebreak over them. The Dolphins have the tiebreak, but they wouldn't have as good of a record, so the Bills would be ahead of them. Uh, the Ravens have come back. The Titans have come back, but this is a, such a huge game for the Bills because they lost, as Chuck alluded to, to Miami, and because they lost to the Jets and Vikings, which we hit on. This team right now has three losses when really one or two would probably be something that most people predicted, right? But because they lost those games in the manner that they did, the Bills now find themselves having to catch up a little bit. Now, weird things happen in the NFL. You can go through a stretch of a game or two. Not a lot happens, you know, for you. Other teams are way better. People give up on you. Then all of a sudden you have a three to five game stretch where you're world beaters again, and you're right back up there like Cincinnati is right now. So, you know, it's the ebbs and flows, the roller coaster of emotion in the NFL season you know, week to week. I am going to pick the Bills in this game. I, I think they win the game, um, I, but I think it's going to be a tough, hard-nosed, you know, game. And I, I think it starts, obviously, with the Bills' game plan being the same as it was against Detroit and against the Cleveland Browns, uh, both of those games being played in Detroit. And that is, hey, stop the run, right? New England can really, really run the football. We know that they have one of the best coaches of all time in Bill Belichick. And I'm looking at this game, and I'm going, you know what? Like, if you stop the run, you're going to have a great chance to win. Great chance to win. Now, New England looked pretty good offensively against Minnesota. But I think the Bills' defense, even though they lost to Minnesota, I think they're better than the Vikings' defense. I think they're going to get some reinforcements, right? You're going to get Epinesa back. You're going to get Rousseau back, probably. Um, you know, quite possibly you're going to get, uh, well, yeah. Edmund, Edmonds and Rousseau. Edmonds, Rousseau, and Epinesa the three guys that you should be getting back. Um, you know, but but listen, they the Bills still have Josh Allen. I, I don't care about all these interceptions. I, you know, I do care, but I don't think that it's like the world is ending is what I'm trying to say. They still have Josh Allen. And so I, I did a video on this last week. Josh Allen, when he's playing at the elite, elite level that we saw him last year in the playoffs against the Chiefs and the Patriots, okay, he is arguably or no argument, the best quarterback in the NFL. When he's throwing it a little bit of the sidearm and he's doing the sugar high Josh stuff and he's trying to do too much and not throwing it away and running out of the pocket and not sliding and taking unnecessary hits and fumbling the ball and you know all that sort of stuff, um, you get frustrated. And then you also see the throw that he makes to Stephon Diggs in the fourth quarter against Detroit. And you're like, what? And he is playing about 70, 75% right now. So if you're not going to get the elite Josh Allen, like elite, elite, best quarterback in the NFL, 
the next step down is the the way he's playing right now. It's riding the roller coaster. If you're okay with an interception or two, you know, if you're okay with a, a pick and a fumble, with him just devouring the defense in the fourth quarter and making ridiculous, ridiculous rope throws to get your team into winning position and to eventually get that victory, uh, gosh, it's kind of hard not to sign up for that as well, right? I mean, as long as you're winning the games. And so there's still a lot of that Josh Allen in him uh, the rest of this year, even with the elbow trouble. Um, you know, I, I think if the Bills can slow down the Patriots' ground game, you know, Ramondre Stevenson is a horse, um, really tough to bring down. We know that he's torched the Bills in the past. Um, you know, and, and then they go with, you know, a, a little bit of Harris, uh, you know, as well. Uh, this Patriot team, if they're going to be able to run the football, and they, they, they can get a turnover or two. This game is going to be a very, very, very long uh, evening for Bills fans because it's going to just be really tough to, you know, kind of kind of get, you know, a, a win that you feel really, really good about, uh, maybe even, a you know, a, a blowout-type uh, win, um, which I think all of us would love right now. I mean, I'd love to go back to a couple blowouts for the Bills because then, you know, you can rest guys a little bit more. Um but we'll see. I mean, you know, he Damian Harris is questionable for Thursday night. Um, you know, he he only had five carries for 16 yards against the Vikings. Um, really hasn't been 100% all the way healthy since probably, I think, September. You know, when he had like three straight pretty solid games. Um, you know, he's really not as much of a threat as, as he used to be. Uh, but Stevenson is a key. Listen, if the Bills can shut down the run uh, – you know, and, and make Mac Jones beat him. I, I like the Bills a lot in this game. It's going to come down to the same stuff that we've talked about every single week, basically, right? Bills are playing an inferior opponent, but they're on the road. It's Belichick. So limit turnovers, right? Fundamentals, be smart, let, you know, less penalties, right? All that kind of stuff. Like, don't do the stupid things to allow New England to hang in, hang in, hang in, and, and have, you know, more of an advantage than they should, Right? Go out, take care of business. Um, you know, red zone scoring is going to be big, right? I think the Bills having an early lead is big because it's going to, you know, make Mac Jones try to throw the football a lot. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with them close. I think this game is in the 20s. Give me the Bills 23-20 to 20 over the New England Patriots. Big time thanks to Chuck Pollock, Olean Times-Herald, Bills, Beatman, and Insider. I'm Mike Lindsley, your host, of the Pandemonium Podcast here on the Built-In Buffalo Podcast Network. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review, and, of course, get us on all the social media channels and visit builtinbuffalonews.com. Seven days a week of Bill's content with our group. Really love these guys. Uh, you know, it's audio, it's video, it's the articles, it's everything you could possibly imagine, and uh, we're trying to bring it to you every single day. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Enjoy the games.